Okay, welcome to another episode of the Zach Hiley Show. This is going to be a little different than the other episodes. It's just going to be me talking. I know you're so excited to talk to me just for probably about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, and because I'm talking to a lot of doctors and their specialties and why they went into it and all these kind of things, I thought it might be nice to give an overview of every single specialty. So I think I have most of them. There's probably one or a couple that I miss and I can't get all the fellowships, of course. But every single specialty, and what I'm going to talk about is a one-liner on what they do, further subspecialization possibilities, a cliche joke that's either from me or from the internet, their salary, which is their median academic salary as an attending, their average hours worked per week, how many years of training it gets, it takes to get there, uh, the average step two score from USMD graduates that matriculate and match, um, the percent of them that would choose this specialty again, what their happiness is outside of work, uh, what their burnout is outside of work percentage-wise, uh, and a brief word on this specialty from me. And keep in mind, this is going to be a very brief word and a very uneducated word because I'm kind of halfway through my fourth year of medical school now. So I've had an experience with most specialties, and I know a little bit about them, but in no way, shape, or form have I lived them or been a resident of them or even been attending for them. So if you want to learn kind of that in-depth level of detail, I definitely recommend checking out some of my other episodes where I'm hopefully going to be interviewing every single specialty to learn kind of about why they chose that specialty, what makes it good, what makes it bad. If I gave them $100 million, would they keep doing it? And things like that. Um, so without further ado, and if you're watching this on YouTube, apologies, it's going to be kind of boring because it's just going to be me kind of reading these things, these statistics and what I wrote about uh, these various specialties. Uh, but if you're listening to it, it should be, uh, you know, pretty interesting, pretty helpful. Feel free to jump around to whatever specialty you want to learn about. And let's get right into it. Oh, and that where I got this information was, um, so I got the one-liner, the possible further speciation possibilities, the percent that would choose the specialty again. So they were asked the question, would you choose the specialty again? Um, their average salary and their average hours worked is from the AAMC. Uh, the joke is from the internet or Reddit or Student Doctor Network, and the burnout and happiness numbers are from the 2022 Medscape report. Uh, and that's when they surveyed a bunch of physicians, their specialties, and asked them, are you happy? Are you burnt out? How's your marriage? All these kind of things. So let's start with internal medicine. And, and internal medicine is a physician who provides comprehensive care. That means everything in the office setting and the hospital. Uh, think of this in your, as your general doctor in the hospital, who you may also see in the office setting. Uh, and this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going into uh, before hopefully specializing further into gastroenterology. Potential subspecialization in this field are vast, uh, but you can do cardiology, critical care, endocrinology, gastroenterology, hematology, medical oncology, nephrology, pulmonology, sports medicine, ology, 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 rheumatology, transplant hematology, and uh, that's just the main ones, but you can do pretty much everything. If you imagine because you're doing the kind of general understanding of the body, and then you can kind of go into whichever specific field you want to do. Um, so the joke is, uh, these are the longest rounds that you've ever, ever been on. If you don't have a three-page essay with 1,700 differential diagnoses, uh, you're only going to get a one out of five on the rotation. So uh, make sure you're writing essays before you get into the hospital. And we also promise, uh, as internal medicine doctors, uh, that the patient will die with perfect electrolytes. Even if they die, which unfortunately maybe they do, uh, they'll have perfect, perfect electrolytes. We'll be repleting that potassium 
straight away. Don't you worry. Let's go into the statistics here. The median salary in academic medicine is 260000 Oh, so the let's talk about overall averages here. The overall average salary of any physician MD in the U.S. is 339000 as an attending. The average hours worked overall is 51 hours a week. 59% of physicians in all the specialties surveyed on Medscape were happy. 47% of the physicians surveyed had burnout or felt they were burnt out. Uh, 41% would cho choose the same career again. And the step two score average across all specialties matriculating and matching into a residency program from a USMD program is 246. So kind of keep those numbers in mind. They're pretty much all around 50 uh, and keep those numbers in mind when we're going through kind of the relative statistics. Okay, on to internal medicine. So the average salary is 260000 median salary. They work 55 hours per week. There is three years of training. The step two score average is 246. 25%, this is the lowest number I saw, by the way, so it's not great, uh, but 25% would choose that same specialty again. Burnout percentage was 48%. Happiness outside of work was 54%. Um, and yeah, so they were the biggest losers in choosing the specialty. Again, this is where we talk about my general thoughts. Um, and it's really interesting to me because I think you, in internal medicine, you get an understanding of the whole patient uh, and you really can change people's lives because you're, you're the regulator, right, of every specialist they're seeing, every medicine they're receiving, especially in the hospital and what consultants they speak to uh, and work with. But it can become tedious with paperwork, uh, rounding the general bureaucracy around healthcare and the hospital, especially uh, in America. And sometimes you can become like a mini social worker, which isn't bad, but I feel like you are going into medicine to practice medicine and not practice uh, being a social worker. But, you know, you can have real impact on patients' lives and you really are the primary advocate So a lot of, for a lot of patients. Okay, that's internal medicine. Going on to surgery. So surgery, you diagnose and provide care for people with diseases and disorders affecting the abdomen, digestive tract, endocrine system, breast, skin, and blood vessels. Uh, you can further subspecialize into colorectal surgery, cardiothoracic surgery, vascular surgery, plastics, pediatric surgery, and complex general surgical oncology. Of course, these aren't the only things you can specialize in, but these are just the ones listed on the AAMC. So Classically, the joke for surgeons is, can we just uh, cut stuff, please? And how do you hide a dollar from a surgeon? Well, you put it in the patient's chart. Okay, so salary average is 443000 They work 59 hours per week. The step two score is 248. 47% would choose this specialty again. 44% are burnt out and 56% are happy. Uh, generally, I think surgery is amazingly cool. Like, I love it. I think the OR is an amazing place. I was very close to picking this specialty. It seems like time almost disappears in the OR, and you really have this great kind of team, this collegiality of working together with people from different specialties, the nurses, the anesthesiologists, and it's a really great kind of feeling and experience. Um, the only problem is the life outside of the OR isn't worth it for me. Uh, and being a surgeon wasn't such a life-defining experience that I would sacrifice and spend the opportunity cost to kind of get to that level of an attending. Okay, so for OBGYN, OB means obstetrics, which focuses on childbirth and the care of women giving birth. Uh, gynecology is diagnosing and treating conditions of the reproductive system and associated disorders. Subspecialties include maternal fetal medicine, reproductive endocrinology and infertility, gynecology oncology, gynonc, uh, female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery, and complex family planning. Uh, so the joke is if someone, if I was imagining I was going to be, pretend to be an OBGYN, I'd say, did someone say babies? Babies. And uh, 
we need to push a little bit harder here. Can we please, you know, this is a team effort, guys, but can we push a little bit harder here? Okay, done with that bad joke. Uh, salary is 323000 They work on average 58 hours per week. There's four years of training. The step two score averages 247. 37%, which is I think the third lowest number I saw, would choose this specialty again. 57% are happy. 53% are burned out, which was the third worst number that I saw as well. Um, and yeah, general thoughts on OBGYN. It was my first clinical experience and it was an amazing clinical experience. I loved it. I loved my time doing C-sections. I loved my time delivering babies. I actually got to hand deliver two babies with the help of obviously residents and attendings, but I had a fantastic first experience. Um, it really was a fun, fun time and you got to do time in the OR, time with patients and really at a magical time uh, in people's lives. So it was, it was really great. The only thing that chose me to not, led me to not do it is seeing attendings who have been in their career for 30 plus years uh, seeming quite burnt out and not working great hours uh, and not getting as great uh, compensation. So that's the reason I didn't pick that field. But it was a really amazing clinical experience. And again, probably one of the top five kind of specialties that I was thinking about when I was thinking about deciding my specialty. Okay. Otolaryngology, or ENT, uh, and this is medical and or surgical therapy in regards to disease, allergies, neoplasms, deformities, disorders to the ears, nose, sinuses, throats, respiratory, and upper alimentary systems, face, jaws, and the other head and neck systems. Subspecialties include complex pediatric otolaryngology, neurology, plastic surgery uh, with the head and neck. So what I would say, the, the joke about these guys is they're nerds. They're really nerdy people, but they're laid back, kind of cool, cool nerds. Salary is 444,000, hours 53 hours per week, five years of training, step two score on average 255. Um, so 90% of these people would choose that same specialty again, which is the highest number I saw. 71% uh, of them are happy and 37% of them were burnt out. So this is a fantastic fantastic specialty. You can see by the numbers, you have a good work-life balance, you have a good salary, you have good hours, and you're doing really, really interesting things. Um, I really have nothing bad to say about this specialty. Uh, the only thing is you're going through a surgical training when you first go through it, so it's intense like a surgical training, but the life of an attending can be pretty good. Honestly, I would maybe consider even this specialty uh, if I thought about it earlier. If I thought about it maybe my first year of medical school, I'd do some more research um, and get kind of more clinical exposure to the ENT world. Uh, because it is a competitive specialty to match into, but it is a fantastic, really good life. Um, so yeah, that's ENT. On to diabetes and endocrinology. So subspecialties of internal medicine. So this is a fellowship after you do your three years of internal medicine. So it's an internist who specializes in the diagnosis and management of disorders on hormones and their actions, metabolic disorders, and neoplasia of the endocrine glands. Um, so the question, the joke here is, uh, do you like flowcharts? Do you like feedback loops? Do you like drawing on whiteboards with many multicolored markers? Because that's what you'll be doing as a diabetes specialist and endocrinologist specialist. Um, so... In regards to this specialty, salary is 234,000, hours are 49, two years of training after third year of internal medicine. Uh, step two score was 240, 39% would choose this specialty again, 58% were happy, 50% were burnt out. So the endocrinologists I've worked with have been very happy, they've been Sorry, they haven't been very happy. They've been moderately happy. Uh, they've been very smart and kind of content. Sometimes they express kind of frustration with their patients not kind of adhering to medications and not being able to generally help them as much as possible. The lifestyle's okay. It's kind of middle of the road and the pay 
isn't great, but it can be an interesting specialty, uh, especially if you're into endocrinology and diabetes and kind of helping these people that really uh, we've changed their lives with modern medicine. You know, before diabetes was one of these conditions that would honestly be a death sentence maybe 100, 200 years ago, and we've essentially kind of cured these people, so, so it's great. Okay, on to plastic surgery. So repair, reconstruction, or replacement of physical defects of form or function involving the skin, musculoskeletal system, cranial, cranial maxillofacial structures and extremities, breast and trunk and external genitalia, or cosmetic enhancements of these areas of the body. Subspecialties include craniofacial surgery, hand surgery, uh, and plastics in the head and neck. Uh, so... <laughs> So the joke here is everything bigger. We can get everything bigger. But in general, uh, in my short experience, I find plastic surgeons to be kind of OCD and compulsive. Again, smart people, but they are very finickety. They want this done in this way. It needs to be done in this way. But generally, again, very nice, smart people. Salary, 548,000, uh, 52 hours per week, two years of training after a surgical residency. 73% uh, are happy, 40% are burnt out. Uh, in general, these are fart fart. <laughs> in general, these are smart, funny, meticulous people. Uh, everyone I've met who's in this has been really helpful, really kind, and they're doing kind of these nitty-gritty procedures, which are really, really interesting and really exciting. And you can actually really dramatically improve people's quality of life and kind of save them in a lot of these things. It's not, I think a small percentage of people go into what's generally known or generally thought about as plastic surgery. You know, that's cosmetic enhancements. A lot of these plastic surgeons are working in the hospital to help people that are very sick or have these serious deformities or things going on. And you can make a real amazing impact on people's lives with pretty cool kind of specific surgeries. Uh, this is something that I definitely would think about if I did surgery and if I did fellowship afterwards because it was probably one of the, other than colorectal surgery, it was one of the most interesting surgical subspecialties that I had experience with. So good specialty, hard training, really good salary, good lifestyle afterwards, so not a bad specialty at all. Orthopedic surgery. So surgeon focuses on the preservation, investigation, and restoration of the form and function of the extremities, spine, and associated structures by medical, surgical, and physical means. Further subspecialties include foot and ankle, reconstructive, hand, musculoskeletal, sports medicine, spine, trauma, and pediatric orthopedic surgery. Bro, 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 do you even lift? <laughs> it's such an easy joke, but it's so funny. Um, and what's the definition of a double-blind study? two orthopods reading an EKG. Okay, that's a funny one, uh, but they're actually really smart, but that's, that's funny, kind of true. Okay, salary, 617,000 hours, 57 hours, five years of training, average step two score, 254. 56% would choose the same specialty again, 70% are happy, 37% are burnt out. Um, and I don't have much experience like with this specialty or with attendings in this specialty at all. I think it's interesting. I think you have a good lifestyle, a great salary, but it is surgical training again. And I've watched a couple cases from afar and the surgeries can be pretty brutal surgery, but in general, they're kind of kind, smart people who like to go to the gym. Okay, on to the next one. Dermatology, expertise in the diagnosis and medical surgical management of diseases of the skin, hair and nails, and mucous membranes. You can further specialize into dermatopathology, micrographic surgery, or pediatric dermatology. Uh, the joke here is, you know, I don't take consults after 2 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday because I have to go to my beach house with my family that's functioning well uh, and everything's really great. And it's kind of hard to make fun of them because they are living great lives.
And the other joke is, you know, they got a 300 on their step two score, so we might as well go into dermatology. Maybe they're not even interested in medicine, but you know, you got a 300 on your step two score, so why not? Let's just go into dermatology. Again, these are all jokes, by the way. I think all these specialties are valuable and helpful and all these things. I'm just, just joking around here. Okay, okay. Salary, 370,000. Um, hours, 45. Training, four years, 255. Step two, 68% would choose this specialty again. 78% are happy. Second from the best in regards to burnout, only 33% report being burnout. And, you know, dermatology is a fantastic lifestyle, uh, really good hours, really good pay. Uh, they are the happiest pretty much among all the specialties. They have the best lifestyle, the lowest burnout pretty much close to the lowest burnout long specialties. It's not a bad, bad path at all. I can't really say anything bad about this. I just didn't want to do it because I wanted to be more in the hospital setting, dealing with kind of very sick patients, which you, of course, do with dermatology, but maybe not as frequent, frequently as someone in internal medicine or another specialty. PM&R, physical medicine and rehab, focused on the rehab that evaluates and treats patients with disorders or disabilities in the muscles, bones, and nervous system, including pain with sports, uh, work injuries, brain injury, spinal cord injury, and you can specialize in other disorders that affect uh, function. You can further specialize into brain injury medicine, neuromuscular medicine, pain medicine, pediatric rehab medicine, spinal cord injury, and sports medicine. Salary is 276,000, 45 hours a week, four years of training, 60% are happy, 50% are burnout. Um, and generally, this is kind of a middle-of-the-road specialty, in my opinion, in regards to lifestyle and happiness. Uh, people are relatively happy and have a relatively decent work-life balance, but, you know, you're still in the hospital. The salary's pretty good. I mean, all attending salaries are crazy, right? They're, they're still really, really good, uh, but in relation to all other specialties. So it's just kind of a, a middle-of-the-road. wasn't as interesting to me, um, but cool specialty. Okay. Oncology. So there's many different specialties that can focus on oncology. So I'm focusing on medical oncology. So you do this after three years of regular training in internal medicine. So this focuses on the treatments of all kinds of cancers and other benign and malignant tuners. Uh, so I feel funny making jokes about cancer, so I'm not going to. Um, salary, I couldn't find. Hours were 60 uh, a week. 47% would choose this specialty again. 74% are happy. 36% were burnt out. So that's fourth from the best. Uh, generally an interesting and rewarding field, but sometimes depressing. I spent a month on this service in the hospital, and unfortunately, a lot of times you're dealing with patients who really are at the end of the road, and you're just trying to be palliative in their care. So you'll consult palliative care, which is a hospital service that focusing on kind of making people feel better towards the end of their life, and that's really what a lot of it is. So it's kind of sad uh, that you're seeing people kind of near the end of their life. Of course, occasionally you can treat people and cure people, right? But a lot of the time it's dealing with very sick people who really are not going to live more than a year. And that's just in my experience. So urology, a surgeon that focused on the diagnosing, no, diagnosis and treating disorders of the urinary tracts of males and females. So you can further subspecialize into female pelvic medicine and reconstructive surgery or pediatric urology. So the joke here is... Um, Difficulty with cold, difficulty with heart attacks, but if you hand them a catheter, they'll know what to do. <laughs> Get a dumb joke. Salary, 471,000. Uh, hours, 58 a week. Five years of training. Step two scores, 249. 51% would choose this specialty again. 58% are happy. 48% are burnt out. Uh, and this is a fantastic surgical specialty. Again, a specialty I would strongly think about if I was going into surgery. You have good lifestyle. You have good pay. Uh, the urologists that I've met and spoken with are really funny. They're really chill. They're really relaxed. And they, they love what they do. And you can do really cool things with robots, uh, and cancer surgeries and lots of lots of cool stuff.
So radiology is using a variety of imaging techniques, including nuclear, ultrasound, CT, magnetic resonance, to diagnose and treat diseases. Uh, you can further subspecialize a lot here. So abdominal imaging, cardiothoracic, and vascular surgery, neuroradiology, interventional radiology, medical physics, pain medicine, radiation oncology, to name a few. Um, and how do you hide a dollar from a radiologist? You tape it to the patient. <laughs> Such a bad joke. Okay, so salary is 436000 Hours are 58 per week. There's five years of training. Step two score is 248. 50% would choose the same specialty again. 59% are happy. 49% are burnt out. Uh, general radiology is an interesting field and a valuable skill, I think, in whatever specialty you go into. The better you can read scans, the better you can read kind of CTs, X-rays, MRIs. It's going to help you pretty much in every single medical subspecialty or field or whatever you go into. The deal breaker for me is that you're not really interacting with patients at all, and also you're usually in a dark room like all day, and you're sitting and staring at a screen like all day. Of course, occasionally you interact with patients, um, but that just it just wasn't wasn't the specialty for me. So allergy and immunology. So an allergist is someone that diagnoses and manages disorders involving the immune system, such as asthma, anaphylaxis, rhinitis, and eczema, as well as adverse reactions to drugs, foods, and insect stings. So this is a fellowship. So you do this two years after you're done with your internal medicine residency. Uh, and what's the difference between an allergist and an acupuncture specialist? One wears a white coat. Okay. It's a bad joke again. Uh, salary is 237000 Hours are 49. Training is two years. Step two is 242. 55% are happy. 42% are burnt out. So in my experience, it's a high think field. Uh, unfortunately, there is not many treatments that really work with allergies and things like this. Uh, so you, you're honestly just doing a lot of testing on people to see what they're allergic to. Maybe you're an asthma specialist, so you're kind of playing around with their medications. I don't really know much about the field, with, but with my brief experience, it seems like a lot of outpatient stuff uh, and not as much inpatient stuff. So if you want to do more stuff in the office setting, uh, looking at people if they're allergic to food or bee stings and kind of helping them through that or with asthma, this might be the specialty for you. Okay, emergency medicine, specializing in emergency medicine, making immediate decisions necessary to prevent death or any further disability, both in the pre-hospital setting or in the emergency department. Can further specialize into pain medicine, pediatrics, sports medicine, undersea and hyperbaric medicine. That's pretty cool. Um, and no joke here, every single emergency medicine doc I see in public is either wearing a bike helmet, helmet or moving at faster than walking speed. So what does that mean? They're either on a scooter or they're just walking insanely fast or they're running or they're about to go kayaking or I swear they're all very involved in exercise and nature and the outdoors. It's, it's, it's crazy. Salary 333K, hours are 46 hours a week. Step two, 247, three years of training. 43% would choose the same specialty again. 51% are happy and they are the burnout winners. This might have to do with COVID, uh, but 60% of them report being burnt out. Overall, I think it's an interesting and exciting field because you really can see kind of everything that comes into you and you will be in emergency situations, which can be really exciting and really cool. Uh, the hours are good because you have kind of certain set hours. So really you can clock out and clock out and kind of be done with everything. Uh, the only things I don't like about emergency medicine is there's not great continuity of care. So you're not seeing, maybe you are seeing the same patients again, but you're not kind of following them through their life and through their health condition. Uh, and also you don't, for some reason, hopefully this changes soon, but there's a kind of, many people in the hospital are annoyed with emergency medicine docs and they kind of don't respect them maybe necessarily as much. And maybe this is kind of in my brief experience in medicine, but I think it's because emergency medicine docs, they're doing nothing wrong, right? They're doing amazing, amazing work. 
but they're calling for like help and they're calling for you to admit, which means more work for the other team. So it kind of creates this kind of sometimes adversarial relationship. Uh, but uh, overall, I think it's a really interesting specialty. You get to do really cool things and not a bad career path at all. Okay, family medicine, frontline healthcare that is accessible, high quality, comprehensive, continuous care over time for all people, all ages, life stages, backgrounds, and conditions. Uh, you can further specialize into adolescent medicine, geriatric medicine, pain medicine, or sports medicine. Um, no, really, I can't give you any antibiotics because you sneezed a week ago. You're going to be asked to give antibiotics a lot. So 243K salary, 52 hours per week, three years of training, 236. Step two score, 32% would choose the same specialty again, which I think was the second lowest, lum second lowest number I saw. 58% are happy, 51% are burnt out. In my opinion, these are, this is one of the most important specialties there are and some of the hardest working people I have ever ever met. They are the front lines, but for some reason there isn't as much respect in the medical field for this specialty. I don't know why, uh, but it's changing, I think, now. Especially people in medicine, we know that kind of this is a super duper important specialty and a specialty that really is the front lines of healthcare. Uh, you are true advocates for your patients. You are following them in the long term, uh, and you can have a real impact on patients' lives and build amazing relationships with your patients because you're managing everything for them, right? You're the one seeing them in the outpatient setting. Uh, the salary and compensation isn't amazing. The lifestyle cannot be the best, but you are in the office setting, so that's a little bit nicer. And there is a little bit of lack of respect, I think, in the general public, but I think that's hopefully changing a little bit. Okay, let's talk about anesthesiology. So provide anesthesia for patients undergoing surgical, obstetric, diagnostic, or therapeutic procedures while monitoring the patient's conditions and supporting vital org organ function. You can further specialize into cardiac, clinical informatics, critical care, pain medicine, pediatrics, uh, regional anesthesia, and acute pain medicine. Um, I hope you have a great folder of iPhone games on your phone because you, you will be using them. Um, there's the ABCs of anesthesia, which is airway, book, and chair. Okay, the salary is 432000 You work 61 hours per week, four years of training, 244 average step two score, 45%, which is the same specialty again, 57% are happy, 47% are burnt out. Um, amazingly, again, this is one of the best lifestyle specialties there is out there. Good salary. Um, however, because much of the time However, you spend a lot of time just sitting and watching, especially if you're working in the OR on cases. Of course, you can do different things, many different things in anesthesia. You, do, you get to do a bunch of cool procedures. But if you're in the OR, 75% of the time is you're going to be just kind of waiting around and monitoring things. And if you're okay with that, that's, that's, that's kind of okay. But you get to do some cool procedures again um, and do some, some cool stuff in the hospital. Again, sometimes the respect in the OR and the hospital isn't as great for some reason. Who knows why? This is just what I've seen in my short experience in the hospital. Um, but the lifestyle is amazing. And many of my friends are going into it. And really, it's a, it's a good lifestyle. And you get to do interesting things. And again, I'm making vast generalizations here. There's obviously lots of respect in the hospital for the specialty and all this kind of stuff. But just in my brief experience, I want to be honest with you guys. I want to tell you what I wish someone told me when I was picking my specialties, and this is just kind of what I see in the hospital, in the OR.
Okay, on to pediatrics. Pediatrics focuses on the kids. Sounds kind of weird that I said it that way. Okay, focuses on the kids. The physical and emotional and social health of children from birth to young adulthood. Many subspecializations and opportunities include adolescent medicine, like everything, like everything's here, but I'll go through them. Adolescent medicine, child abuse pediatric, developmental and behavioral pediatrics, medical toxicology, cardiology, critical care, emergency, gastroenterology, endocrinology, hematology, infectious diseases, nephrology, pulmonology, sports medicine, transplant, and tons, tons more. Uh, generally, these are some of the friendliest and nicest people I have ever met. And literally every single pediatrician I meet has stickers on them. I don't know why they always have stickers with them. They're in their back pocket. They're in their car. They're in their house. I just, they always, if you see a pediatrician, ask them if they have a sticker. And I bet they have a sticker. I don't know why it is but they just always have stickers. Salary, 217K, 47 hours a week, three years of training, 244 step two score, 46% would choose the same specialty again, 58% are happy, 49% are burnt out. You must, 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 must live, love being with kids. Otherwise, you're gonna have a bad time in the specialty, right? It's like the internal medicine doctor. It's like the main doctor for kids. So you're gonna be dealing with everything but with kids. Pay isn't great. Uh, and the lifestyle is kind of in the middle. Again, it's pretty It's pretty good. Uh, you're going to be mostly in the outpatient setting depending on what specialty you choose, right? But it's a decent lifestyle. It can be repetitive at times, especially if you're in the outpatient setting because it's mostly, you know, sore throat, uh, cough, uh, rash. These kind of things kind of pop up over and over and over and again. But it can be really, really rewarding because, you know, you're advocating for a patient population, a certain set of patients that really can't advocate for themselves. So you're doing something pretty noble and great as you are with with all specialties and things like that. But as a pediatrician, you kind of have a special place because you're helping out children who can't really advocate as much for themselves. Okay, pathology. So it focuses on the nature of diseases and contributes to the diagnosis of these diseases. So you're going to be looking at a lot of things under the microscope, many further subspecializations, including blood banking, chemical pathology, cytopathology, dermatopathology, forensic pathology, hematopathology, microbiology, molecular genetic pathology, neuropathology, pediatric pathology, and selective pathology. Salary, 304000 um, 45 hours a week, four years of training, 239 step two score, 46% would choose the same specialty again, 62% aren't happy, third best in regards to burnout, so they have a 35% burnout. So if you enjoyed your bench work in undergrad, or if you did bench work and you like it, this is the specialty for you. You're going to be looking at tons of things under the microscope and really doing a lot of kind of research, kind of feeling kind of stuff to kind of figure out what's going on under that microscope. Most are generally happy, but some are occasionally a little bit socially awkward. And that makes sense because you're just sitting, staring at a screen or a microscope a lot. But some are really, really amazing, smart people, uh, but maybe not the most humorous group of people in the world. Again, vast generalizations. Uh, okay, salary. Good lifestyle, I guess. Uh, again, not for me because you're sitting in a room pretty much the whole time just staring at slides or staring at a computer. But again, you do, you do get to look at some really interesting things. You get to do autopsies uh, and things like this. Okay, nephrology. So this again is a fellowship after internal medicine, focuses and treats disorders of the kidney, such as high blood pressure, fluid and mineral balance, and dialysis. Whatever you do, don't show them your sodium level or they will have a fit. Um, <laughs> 283k salary, 56 hours per week, two years of training. 37% would choose the same specialty again. 59% are happy. 40% are burnt out. Generally, very smart people focused on everything in the kidneys. Um, there's a large focus on labs and electrolytes. It's kind of like a, a level two internist. So you're kind of doing a little bit more 
on the kidneys. Okay, salary, okay, lifestyle, kind of middle of the road in all senses. But if you love the kidney, this is the specialty for you. Okay, cardiology. So this is a fellowship after internal medicine, again, focusing on diseases of the heart and blood vessels and manages complex cardiac conditions such as heart attacks and abnormal rhythms. So you can further specialize into electrophysiology, advanced imaging, structural heart and valve intervention, interventional cardiology, advanced heart failure, transplant cardiology, adult congenital heart diseases, and a couple others. Uh, 380K salary. 58 hours worked per week, 247 step two score on average, 50% would choose the specialty again, 59% are happy, 42% are burnt out. Generally, some of the smartest internal medicine docs I see uh, go into this. If you love the heart, if you love the physics around the heart uh, and kind of atherosclerosis and these kind of various diseases, or you find yourself really wanting to be a cardiac catheterization doctor or something like this, uh, this is the specialty for you. This is a good lifestyle, interesting things to do. Definitely a future in this field. Um, I just don't like the physics around the heart that much, and it's a lot more physics than I thought for this to be my specialty. Uh, you can also further spec, but it's a good specialty. Interesting. The attendings I know are amazing. One of my favorite attendings ever is a cardiologist here at Jefferson, and um, good field, just not for me. Okay, psychiatry. So focuses on treating mental, addictive, and emotional disorders such as schizophrenia, mood disorders, anxiety, and substance-related disorders. Uh, you can further subspecialize into addiction, brain injury, child and adolescent psychiatry, forensics, and geriatrics. Um, and how do you tell the difference between a psychiatrist and his patient? Well, the psychiatrist has the keys. Uh, okay, the <laughs> Salary, 262000 46 hours a week, four years of training, 239 step two score, 51% would choose the specialty again, 62% are happy, 38% are burnt out. I came into medicine thinking this would be the specialty I go into, but kind of decided against it after my clinical experience. Some of the most compassionate doctors I have ever met are psychiatrists, uh, but for me... I didn't really feel like I can make that much of an impact. These are sick people and sick people in the brain. Um, sounds worse than it, I mean, but it's there's there's they have CNS conditions that we really don't have great treatments for. So unfortunately, a lot of the time we are maintaining these people. Sometimes we can make them better, but a lot of time we're just maintaining them where they are. So it kind of saddened me a little bit, and I didn't want to kind of make it my specialty. But again. Some of these doctors are the most compassionate people in the world. It's really interesting. I think things like schizophrenia are extremely, extremely interesting. And again, one of the top five specialties I was thinking about. It was the one I thought I was going to do when I came into medical school, but changed after I had that clinical experience. Lifestyle can range depending on what you specifically do, private practice, hospital, etc. So gastroenterology, a fellowship after internal medicine focusing on treating disorders of the digestive organs, including stomach, bowels, liver, and gallbladder, can further specialize in IBD, cancer motility, interventional endoscopy, neurogastroenterology, what is that? Pediatrics and transplant hematology. Scope? You said scope? You need a scope? Of course you need a scope. Oh, you have a cough? I think, I think you need a scope. Upper and lower, you need a scope, okay? That's the dumb joke I have for gastroenterology. Um, salary is 397,000, hours are 56, three years of training after internal medicine, so six years total. Step two score 246, 51% would choose this specialty again, 60% are happy, 48% are burnt out. This is my favorite specialty that I've had experience with so far. This is the thing I'm interested in going into after I complete internal medicine. 
I think you get a good lifestyle. Uh, you get to do procedures. You get to do outpatient medicine. You can be in the hospital being a consultant. It's a good diversity of things you can do as an attending in gastroenterology. You get good pay and you can have a good lifestyle as well. I'm very, very biased here. I don't know. I guess lifestyle can be tough if you want to be only in the hospital on in the inpatient side. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's a great, great specialty and definitely has a place in the future. A neurologist. So a neurologist specializes in the evaluation and treatment of all types of diseases or impaired function of the brain, spinal cord, peripheral nerves, muscles, and autonomic nervous system, as well as blood vessels related to these structures. So you can further specialize in brain injury medicine, pediatric neurophysiology, epilepsy, neuromuscular medicine, pain medicine, vascular medicine. Um, and it's a constant competition to see who can wear the best bow tie. That is the number one thing you will do as a neurologist, the number one thing you will learn. The other thing when talking to a neurologist, make sure you've already ordered the MRI and the LP, even if they just come in with a cough, because they're going to need that. <laughs> okay, dumb joke's done. Now we will go on to salary, 269,000, 50 hours a week, four years of training, 243 step two score, 45% would choose this specialty again, 62% are happy, 46% are burnt out. Uh, an intellectual and sometimes weird crew of people is how I describe neurologist, lives an average life in regards to lifestyle and pay. Uh, nothing really special about this specialty in my opinion and was a lackluster experience for me, uh, but maybe, you know, it could just be the hospital I was at or what was going on. Um, but it's also probably because I wasn't as interested in the brain. You need to really, really like the brain to do it. But overall, again, it can be an interesting field. You have lots of subspecialties to choose from. If you like it, definitely do it. Don't let me kind of dampen your passion for it. It's just kind of my opinion or my feelings from it, from my experience. Neurosurgery. So surgical specialty focusing on the pain or pathological processes of the CNS, and this is the, uh, the brain, uh, spinal cord, uh, the PNS, which is cranial nerves, spinal and peripheral nerves, uh, the autonomic nervous system, uh, and the supporting structures, including their vascular supply. Um, can subspecialize again into endovascular surgical neuroradiology or neurocritical care. Uh, so many, so many good jokes on this one. Um, so how do you hide a dollar from a neurosurgeon? You tape it to his family. What's the difference between Jesus and a neurosurgeon? Even Jesus makes mistakes. Um, okay, that's the, I'm just going to stop there. I could do a little while. Okay, so 752000 salary, 58 hours of, of work, seven years of training, 251 step two score average, burnout 51%. Um, and my opinion of neurosurgeons is they're extremely intelligent and focused people doing really, really cool things. And they're usually actually really kind and really helpful, albeit very meticulous in the kind of what they do. The question, though, is if the salary is worth sacrificing the lifestyle. Um, there's not so great statistics around divorce rates um, and kind of the kind of rates of remarriaging and then even re-divorcing after remarriaging uh, for neurosurgeons. This is also in other surgical fields. It's not just neurosurgeons. I think neurosurgeons get a bad rap. Um, but I've met neurosurgeons, you know, have good lifestyles. I just think on average, it's hard because you're going to get a great salary after you go through the neurosurgical training. Uh, but the opportunity cost is huge because uh, it's such a long training, seven years, but maybe you'll do two years of research. Um, so it's a long, long time, long haul, but really interesting and amazing things they do, saving people's lives often. Critical care. So this can be a fellowship following a couple of specialties. So I'm going to talk specifically about after internal medicine. So you focus on the diagnostic, diagnosis, treatment, and support of critically ill and injured patients. So the salary is 366,000. Hours are 67 hours a week. Step two score is 247. 44% would choose this specialty again. 53% are happy. 56% are burnt out, which was the second 
worst score behind emergency medicine docs. And imagine internal medicine level two. That's what I think of critical care. Uh, you're managing very sick patients, uh, and often many, many organ systems are involved. Uh, lifestyle can be tough because there's long hours and you're dealing with very sick people who sometimes can't even, oftentimes can't even talk to you. So it can be kind of sad uh, at times, but you're working at kind of, a, the, I think, the top level of medicine because you're dealing with the sickest people with the most organ systems involved. Uh, a really cool field, especially if you like to get into the nitty gritty of every organ system. Uh, a, a cool field, but again, kind of hard lifestyle. Rheumatology. So again, this is a fellowship after internal medicine. So it's internists who treat diseases of the joints, muscles, bones, and tendons. Uh, what's the difference between a neurologist and a rheumatologist. A neurologist diagnoses diseases you can't treat. A rheumatologist treats diseases you can't diagnose. So salary is $245,000. Fellowship is two years. Step two is $247,000. 42% would choose a specialty again. 55% are happy. 46% are burnt out. Uh, and the joke is steroids are always the answer. That's the joke. Uh, in my brief experience, this is an interesting field that reminds me of infectious disease because you're learning really in-depth patient history. You're going to ask, you know, when's the last time you took this medication? Where did you travel? Do you have any people in your family that feel this? Did you have a rash ever? Did you have pain in this area ever? Do you have joint pain ever? Uh, and it's kind of a really, really history-important specialty, so you're going to really get to know your patients, uh, and you can learn kind of really interesting things. Um, an interesting specialty with median lifestyle and a lower than average salary. Uh, not for me, again, but pretty cool. Pulmonary medicine, a fellowship after internal medicine, focuses on treating diseases of the lungs and airways. Think graphs. They they love graphs. Uh, salary is $306,000. 2 years fellowship, 61 hours per week, 34%. I think that was the fourth lowest. Would choose that same specialty again. Happiness is 57%. 48% are burnt down. Again, some of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh love what they do, deal with very, very sick patients a lot. A lot of these are teachers. For some reason, they love to teach medical students, at least in my immediate experience. Um, so an interesting specialty, okay compensation, okay lifestyle, uh, but you get to do also some, some cool, cool procedures. So I'd say medium high on the coolness factor for me in regards to specialties. Infectious disease. Again, this is an IM fellowship focusing on infectious diseases of all types and in all organ systems. Uh, you can further specialize into transplant, uh, HIV, and others, uh, the most questions you'll ever be at. So if you're in this specialty, you will ask more questions than you ever asked. Where did you hike recently? Did you hike ever? Where have you traveled recently? Have you traveled ever? Uh, I'd like to hear about every single sexual experience you've ever had. Yeah, ever. Uh, salary, 243000 Hours, 53. Two years of training, 51% happy, 51% burnt out. Overall, I've spent a month on the ID service, and it was really, really interesting. I learned a lot about antibiotics, the various infectious diseases. I learned how to get a really, really good history from patients. Of course, I'm still a student. Still lots of place for me to go, lots of places to improve. Uh, and this is a specialty that was interesting. Lifestyle's okay. Salary isn't fantastic. Um, overall, I really like this specialty. I think it's really interesting. There are different paths you can go down through it, uh, but again, not the specialty for me, but I did like it. Cardiothoracic surgery. Cardiothoracic surgery, dealing with surgeries around the heart and general thorax and cavity and abdomen. Uh, really, really tough and interesting procedures. These are some of the best surgeons I've ever met, ever. They know their cases inside and out. They are funny. They're intellectual. They study constantly. They work extremely hard. It's surgery. 
it's a hard lifestyle, but an amazing specialty. Uh, some of the most respected and kind of admired doctors in the hospital are cardiothoracic surgeons. Um, so it's a really kind of in gold circling specialty, cool specialty. Again, not for me because you have to go through the surgery and a huge opportunity cost with training and lifestyle and things like this, but an amazingly uh, cool field. You do really cool things. Tough, but the rewards are match the hard work that you do for it. Ophthalmology, the final one here, ophthalmology. So focuses on the medical and surgical care of the eyes, can subspecialize in neuro-ophthalmology, pathology, pediatrics, uveitis and ocular immunology, plastic surgery, and more. Why aren't your pupils dilated yet? I think we need your pupils to be dilated. Please, please dilate your pupils. And a little personal anecdote, I was shamed hard when I scratched my cornea and I went to the emergency eye doctor room here uh, and I told them I wore my contacts overnight and they're like, did you know that it's like a hundred times more likely that you're going to get an infection? How, how dare you wear your contacts overnight? I'm like, guys, my eye really hurts. Can we just fix that? So they do not like it when you wear your contacts overnight. Uh, Okay, so salary 359,000, general median academic salary. Keep in mind, it's usually a bit higher than that. Um, 51 hours per week, three years of training, 50%, 58% would choose this specialty. Again, 65% are happy, 40% are burnt out. Again, this is a top score when it comes to lifestyle and salary and kind of happiness with their career. Uh, a very competitive specialty, again, just like urology, just like some of the surgical specialties, just like dermatology. So you need to make sure you kind of, if you want to do this specialty, you start doing some research into it. You start doing some thinking about it very, very early on in your medical career. Uh, most of them are happy. Most of them are living a pretty good life. Dr. Glockham, happiness is probably not fake. But that's it. We made it. Sorry if I didn't talk about every single specialty. I think I got most of them, and I think I talked about relatively kind of the statistics around them, the most important ones. But that is it. And again, these are very shallow, lots of generalizations about these specialties, so please don't come after me for what I say. This is just me being a complete novice in the medical world and what my initial opinions are and talking to a few people about this. If you like this, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thing, whatever things, so more people watch it. Um, give me tips. What did you like? What don't you like? What do you want to hear about? Because uh, this is all new to me, and uh, hopefully it helps you out. But that's it. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you on the next one.